podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to the exclusive Hot Copics podcast on the Cop TV. Where we debate the most juicy and saucy Hot Copics that you can find. So make sure you like, comment and subscribe and make sure you enjoy this episode. Liverpool fans, listen up. This is something for you. So, we are sponsored by FOCO, um, manufacturing much better toys than what Liverpool are performances at the moment. But as you can see, if you want to support your team in a very fun and glorious way by having these cool little ornaments and toys, or if you have a family member or friends who are Liverpool crazy, this is the perfect gift for them. Water bottles, nodding heads, dogs, and- we've got it all. Jürgen lad, next to me bet. Make sure to use the link in the description now. Head over to FOCO and use the COP TV discount code to get 15% off. You can't go wrong. You need FOCO in your life. Right, hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the COP TV and welcome to another episode of what we like to call Hot Copics. Um, I'm by myself. I'm fully like alone, which is devastating. I'm not alone because I'm with you guys, but I'm by myself in a sense that there's no Alex, there's no Ruby, there's no Mario. Um, this is a pure solo stream between me, James, Red Montino, and you, the viewers. But let's give a shout out to my man, Jacob, who's doing all the editing and whatnot, keeping me a little bit of company, which is Belter. Um, yeah, mate, we're going to have a great show. We're going to touch on Liverpool's season so far. Uh, we're going to give a little bit of a prediction when it comes to the World Cup and a few other juicy, juicy, topics in the process um, I see that Tammy is already in the comments Tammy you are a hero um, and I really appreciate you tuning in same goes with everyone first of all people if you guys can smash a like that does more than you think it gets the stream out there more gets it more into the algorithm and if you subscribe that means a lot as well because we're trying to get a plaque on this YouTube channel you know what I mean people uh, but as I am a great 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 host individually um, I don't forget my sponsors so shout out to Flux uh, obviously Flux uh, I've got the cap on right here being keeping me company in the times where it's don't have a decent enough trim let's be real um, therefore it's really sorting me out. And not only have they got good caps, I haven't got the examples right now, but they've also got great t-shirts, they've got great shorts, um, really good club coming out for the winter as well. So if you do want to get warmed up and, you know, just nice and cosy for the winter in some comfortable club, but I know that a lot of people who watch this channel, they like to train and stuff like that. Um, that's certainly the club to go with. It's very cultural within the city now as well, which I think is their boss. They're getting a lot of YouTubers, um, not just YouTubers, but even MMA fighters, Paddy the Baddy, Molly Meatball, uh, really one of the top brands at the moment. So go click the link in the description. Use Cop TV uh, 15% uh, at discount uh, just to let them know that you came from us. But anyway, shout out to Flux. Where do we start? Um, I think we start in a premise of Liverpool's season so far. Now, the reason why I like having Mario here and Alex here is on the premise that they get to spout shit and I can just simply tell them what's the score. Um, And the score in this instance is I think they would be saying, yeah, man, it'd be all right by now. And yeah, like I thought we were going to be worse at this point. And Mario would be there like, yes, brother, we smashed it in the last eight games. We smashed it. You're on that though, Jacob, the way Mario would just be buzzing. So Mario would be happy. Jacob, I think, I think the one person who wouldn't is Ruby. I think Ruby would be on the same page as me in an element that I think she's realistic with everything that's been going on at the moment. I think she's realistic when it comes to the expectations, readjusting those expectations. 
And in my instance and my perspective, I genuinely think Liverpool have just not been good enough this season uh, for a multitude of reasons. You can put that to the injuries. You can put that to the congestion of games, which other teams have had, so it's not a great excuse. Um, but I will agree on the premise that I thought we were going to be lower in the table at this point than what we are now. So I think that's at least the positive that we can take because if we, if, if we don't get loads of injuries in the upcoming weeks, in during the World Cup and everyone stays custody and sound, happy days. Very happy days because that means uh, we're doing stuff right and that means that we can actually go into the second half of the season with the Luis Diaz's, with the Diogo Jotas and hopefully thrive because I think that missing them two in the last couple of games probably stopped it from being, what was it, like eight, eight wins in the last 10 games into nine wins or 10 wins and it really pushes us into those top four conversations and I just think that's what Liverpool needs in the short term. Sorry for the gaps in silence, guys, because whenever I have a sip of water, I haven't got a Alex or Mario to piss me off while I talk them. Make sure that you smash those likes as well. Uh, shout out to Shanley up the Reds. Uh, and guys, if you've got any questions of any sort, then please do get them in the comments down below. But yeah, uh, to summarise the season, I'm going to give it like a sort of rating out of 10. Let me know what you think uh, you'd rate the season so far. I'm going to say... In, at the start of the season, I predicted us to finish second behind Man City. And then as the season went by five, six games, I thought we'd be doing really, really well to get top four at this moment because I just think we were just that inconsistent. It was hard for me to see a light at the end of the tunnel, to be dead honest with you. And I think with that light at the end of the tunnel being so dim, I just didn't see us really being even in the conversation. The fact we're in the conversation is what makes me give this season so far a 6.5 out of 10, which a lot of people will probably say, James, that's dead high for the fact that we're like sixth. But I, I, I'm i not really too sure. I'm, I think that's fine. I think that's okay. It's something to build on. And I think you can afford to have one bad season, especially when you're at the start of that rebuilding process. A point that I've made on every single show is that the best players this season has not been, you know, your Virgils and even Mohamed Salah, who's done better over recent weeks. I think the best players has been very easily Kanate's when he stepped in. I think Joe Gomez has had a few star performances. Shimakas when he's played left back. Um, Harvey Elliott in the midfield. Nunes. Nunes, who ends up scoring some goals towards the end. And I think, and by the way, on the Nunes thing, I always knew Nunes was going to score goals. I always said that. It was just the all-round play. I didn't think it was good enough to get us to league titles. But for the current circumstances, chat, I think Nunes is good enough. Just for the current circumstances. But I think if we're trying to get back to... 100 points and whatever. That's when I'll say I don't know if Nunes is going to be a man, but he might be because he might just get 30 to 40 goals. My premise is I just don't think you need two outlets and we've already got Salah. We don't don't know why we've got Nunes, but he's starting to um, prove why we signed him and that is because he's a goal machine. He's someone who's there in the right moments and I, I, I will accept a bit of defeat when it comes to his technical ability because even though I still don't think it's great, I think I probably made it sound worse than what it actually was. So you can see that I'm a, I'm a very fair man when it comes to um, accepting that I'm wrong in these instances. But yeah, man, Nunes, sound, Kanate, sound, Shimakash, sound. Uh, the underperformers of the season so far, I mentioned, I mean, I don't know how I never mentioned Alisson, by the way. Bobby Firmino as well, two of the main players when it comes to actually stepping up and being the experienced players who are showing that they've still got a position in this team. Uh, Virgil van Dijk, 
I think has been a massive underperformer, purely based on the standards that he set for himself. It's not even like a terrible thing. It's not that I'm saying he's shit. It's not that I'm saying he needs to be sold. I'm just simply saying that Virgil van Dijk has most certainly underperformed to this season so far. Um, Trent, 100% has to be in that conversation as well. Uh, you know, it, it's tough for players like Thiago and stuff like that. I think the most underperforming is Fabinho, Verge, Trent, Salah would have been in there, but he clawed it back for me. So I'll go with Henderson for being... I think Henderson hasn't even been great. I think that's another one that you can really talk about as someone who's been quite questionable. So again, let me know what you all think in the comments down below. Um, I want to answer, answer a question about one of the other players who's not been informed recently and about his position in the England squad because Trent Alexander-Arnold has been, of course, called up to the England squad, but not necessarily being given much opportunity yet we've only played one game against Iran but then when you know USA comes Wales and stuff like that will he get given more games that's the question I have to ask myself because I don't know if he will you know chat and I think and the question is does he deserve more games does he deserve more game time I don't know if he does um but anyway let's read a little bit of Twitter because the Comments aren't that active at the second, but we have got another one there, though. I can't read from here. I'll read that in a sec. Um, in the last week, Pickford made... Oh, no, that's Pickford. Right, let me have a look. So, yeah, Trent done an interview, and it was. this is what I was trying to find. Trent done an interview the other day, and he was like, listen, I can be a game-changer for England. I can be someone who comes on, wins the game, puts a ball into the box to Harry Kane, he gets it on his fucking noggin, and then hopefully we, we get the three points or we qualify to the next round. And I think that is Trent's role in this World Cup. And what defines... A good World Cup for Trent Alexander-Arnold for me is everything. Just a moment, just a moment of brilliance, whether it's one assist or... Like, say if he gets an assist in the semi-finals, that's a good World Cup for Trent because a lot of World Cup cups are built on moments. So, like, you think of Pele, he got many moments years and years ago. The last person to score against Wales, by the way, shout out to Pele and then Wales scored. Um, that's purely due to how shit Wales are. Anyway, I think... World Cup's on moments. Trent can give you those moments. He only needs to come off the bench for those moments. Therefore, to answer the question, should he start for England? I don't think right now he should. I think a season ago, yes. Two seasons ago, yes. But if he weren't starting in the England team then, how can he be starting in the England team now? It just makes no sense. That's just my sort of look on a chat. But anyway, let's see what a few of you are saying. Um on the comment section of the Al YouTube channel. Make sure you smash a like as well, by the way, team. That'll be absolutely boss. Um, now that Ramsey is back, do you think they'll start working Trent into midfield? Ed, it's a good question, but nah. I just I don't see a world where Trent and Ramsey... Here's the thing, right? Let me just do this because I'm sharing the stream again. We've only got nine people in here, which is devastating because that means that the chat aren't going to be booming. So I've got to try and leg it by myself, but including, me, including you. Um, but the thing about Ramsey is I like Ramsey. I think he'll end up being a good player. It's just, I don't see the opportunity where he comes in at right back. I just don't see that, that chance. I think... Ramsey's one of those, I, I like him. I think he's a great player, but I just think Trent is that right back. And you ask about moving Trent into midfield. That has never happened before. In all the times where we've had Klein and stuff like that, we never tried to use Trent as a midfielder. And maybe, call me stupid, call me high on crack cocaine. I just genuinely believe that's because Klopp doesn't like him as a midfielder. I don't think that's a mad premise. I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think 
Klopp sees him as a better right back in this Liverpool system opposed to anyone else. Like, uh, Calvin Ramsey is solid. But I believe what Calvin Ramsey is, is kind of like a Nico Williams 2.0. We develop him a little bit. He comes into the first team. He has a, a role to play and then we sell him for 15, 20 million or however much at the time. And then from there, Trent will continue to play right back. So that's the way I see it. But again, if Calvin Ramsey really is good enough, hopefully Jurgen Klopp won't go with favouritism, which he's been labelled to do in the past. And he'll actually go with the player who's playing better. But from my perspective, I really, really like the look of um, Adam Ramsey. Um, is that me? Yeah, your helmet. What are you on about, Alex? Your little tit. Why is he chatting shit in the comments? He's doing it even when he's not on the stream, Jacob. Um, get your hot topics in now, people. 100 percent um everyone watching argentina yeah argentina playing that's probably a big big reason why uh, people aren't tuning in as much because the world cup's on by the way speaking of the world cup very sound so far very very happy um with the way the world cup's gone for those who subscribe to james redmond tv you know i've had like a little week and a half off youtube i, I, th I thought i'd take the opportunity with the world cup because we never had a break at all in the last spell of games. We're not going to be getting another one when we get back from football. So I thought, you know what? This is me one opportunity to not overdo myself and overwork myself and just do content for the sake of it. Plus, I just wanted to enjoy the World Cup. I'm a massive World Cup fan. I love the World Cup. I think the, the energy around the World Cup is what... Like, I was watching the Ecuador game and the Qatar, the Ecuador-Qatar game the other day. Like, whoa, like this is boss. You know what I mean? And these are shit teams. But Enna Valencia, for one time, only turns into prime, prime Brazilian Ronaldo. And that's what the World Cup gives you. These players that you haven't saw for four, five, six years, you just see them come out the blue. The Ochoas, the, the Enna Valencias, you know. Um, even like Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey was, was is like diabolically shit now. And he went to Rangers and he missed a penalty in the Europa League final. But he's still starting for Wales on a game-to-game -game basis. And it's funny, you know, because they've got Ramsey, they've got Joe Allen. Shout out to Nico Williams, by the way. What a legend Nico Williams is. God bless him as well. Eh? Rest in peace to his granddad, first and foremost. He said that he was crying all day leading towards the game and for him to then salvage a point well not him directly it was Bale who scored the pen but for him to be a part of the team that salvaged the point in the first World Cup game in God knows how long just that's huge that's massive um, and I'm not going to lie that's my best moment of the World Cup so far um, Bale getting that equaliser by the way chat quick question I think this is a good one do you think Gareth Bale is the greatest British player of all time. Someone brought it up on Twitter yesterday and I think it's a conversation you can have if you ask for my personal greatest British player of all time. I suggest Kenny Daglish. I suggest Steven Gerrard. What I don't suggest is Gareth Bale being above those two but when you're thinking about everyone else, you've got Wayne Rooney. I probably edge Wayne Rooney just based on that consistency of how much I watch them. Bale's got massive moments. At Real Madrid, I just don't think he played consistent enough to really say, okay, we're going to be definitely, definitely... Oh, I've got a, got something in my face there. I think it was ha hanging on to me cap. Um, but I don't think Bale has got that game in, game out at Real Madrid to where he can say, oh, yeah, they, oh, maybe he did. But from what I know, and my knowledge of not watching Real Madrid in La Liga week in, week out is Bale didn't play every week. He had a few fallings out with the managers and he only really turns up when he played for Wales. But he has got the Champions League final goal against us. I think it's a shout. 
I think it's a shout, but let me know what you all think in the comments down below. Uh, but that is, what's your favourite moment of the World Cup as well so far, by the way, chat? Because I think that's also a really interesting question. Um, Rooney only scored one World Cup goal. Chat, do you know what I don't like? I don't, I, I hate this actually. I don't like, and I don't like this a lot, is the idea of Rooney and Saka being compared off the one game. Rooney getting one goal in the World Cup in his career. Yes, that is a massive underachievement. Isn't Wayne Rooney like nearly a top goal scorer for England or am I just thinking? Either way, mad. When you're comparing them to Saka getting two goals against the Rand, no, that's where I, I clock out immensely. Don't don't let's not make these silly comparisons which are idealistic for the, the conversation of which you are talking about. And that's why I think Rooney getting one goal in the World Cup is not great for Rooney, but it should not be compared to Bakayo Saka getting two goals against the Rand. It's just no, you know, and, and Saka will probably get more World Cup goals. I don't even think that's a bad thing to say. I just think making those stupid, silly little comparisons. Is crazy to me. That sip was Red Bull sponsorship worthy. It was, weren't it? That was a belter that made Red Bull get on me if you need to. Even though, like, I don't know how many of them you need to drink before you get a heart attack or something mad to happen to you, you know what I mean? But they're nice old lads and they sort you out. They get the job done until um, all in due course. Jude Bellingham. What a goal for him. Um, I, I'll be honest, I never tuned into the England game. I watched the highlights. I've watched the USA-Wales game, the Qatar-Ecuador game, Netherlands-Senegal. They're the games I've watched so far. England was too early for me, chat. I'm not going to lie. I'm American. I'm just glad we... What does that say? I'm glad we got a point. I'm glad we got a point. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Big up the US. Use are all Muppets when it comes to... Not all. Not all. Some of you are absolute wet wipes when it comes to your football and point of views. But you know when, like, the the realistic American fans who know ball, they are just, they, they're cool, man. I've spoke, like, I've got a few American fans. When I speak to them about football, we just have a belter because it's so interesting when an American knows what they're talking about in football. It sounds just way more professional. Am I the only one who thinks this? And also, I think a point for the US is good. I know it was in the last moments and whatever have you. Wales haven't been in the World Cup for a long time, but I think it's good for the US um, to get that result. But we need to absolutely smash. Because that's like a derby, in it? England, US. Like, I think that'll be a, a good game, an exciting game. Uh, and the Wales game. I'm looking forward to the West, rest of the like group stages. The, the Iran game, I kind of knew England were going to run over Iran. Now that we're playing Wales, I'm... Um, US and stuff, I think, yeah, maybe that could be a really entertaining couple of games of football with just a lot of cool moments, which is why I like the World Cup, to be honest with you. Um, but anyway, my winner of the World Cup, I think that's an interesting question. It's one that I've been getting asked quite a bit in recent days and weeks. And I think what I would suggest is Argentina, kind of an obvious one, not too exciting. Brazil, again, another less exciting but still but then the other two teams that I throw in is Germany and also I don't know why I just have a little weird feeling about Holland I think it's the Louis van Gaal factor tournaments and some of the players that they've got as well um I just think there's always somebody who's there to upset in a World Cup and even though I wouldn't put all my money on Holland I think to say that they're in the top four teams who can possibly win the competition 
is not a bad shout whatsoever. Um, let me know what you think. But Ed says again, uh, we are a young team, average age is 24, so it's a building step for us. Ed, do you think like the US ends up going to be being like dead boss? Because you are, right? You have got a young team. Um, I know that you've got Kessie in midfield, who plays for Juventus, I believe. No, not Kessie, not Kessie. He plays with Barca. Who's the other fella? Um, many. Let me know, Ed. There's someone in, in the midfield for Juve who's American. I can guarantee you. Christian Pulisic. Sound, sound player. Um, it's mad what happened with Christian Pulisic. He was like such a baller. And then no one likes him no more. And it's a weird thing with Christian Pulisic. But you've got him, you've got Pulisic. Who else have you got? And what? Oh, McKenny. McKenny. I knew it was something any. You're on that. I knew it was any. Um, no, he's an all right player. Pulisic as well. I know me, me mind's starting to draw a bit blank. But I know that they've got a few decent players. I'm not even trying to um, disrespect the US. Tyler Adams, he plays for Leeds. He's a good player. And um, this is what I mean. They've got like a bunch. I think the US in a couple of years could be a really decent team. I do. I just think also there's an element where when you get a Pulisic or a Tyler Adams, there is a potential for them to be overrated because the American market is so small when it comes to superstar footballers. I think the prime example is, um, I know it was a meme, but Pulisic being compared to Le- LeBron James of football, I think that just shows how little quality the US has been producing uh, recently. But they have got good examples of Clint Dempsey, uh, Donovan as well. Now they're bringing in a few more players. Let's see how they shine, man. Because I think I like a good US team that's popular in America. I think that makes football a better sport. Forget the ownership side in America in most instances. I just think when it comes to the actual getting their fans on board, yet they're going to try and Americanize it, but it can create like quite a tribal thing of them versus us and... I just think that's fun. I think football has been built off of rivals and tribalism. and I just, Not like tribalism, like a minimal tribalism to where it's like Liverpool fans versus Everton fans and team versus team, country versus country. And in this instance, I think if the US got better, it'd be unbearable, but that's why it'd be more exciting and people would be more um, inclined to tune in. To tune in. Uh, shout out to Mark Simons or Simones if you want to give the French version. Uh, what do you think about signing no one in January because we are going to be sold? First of all, um, don't know. It's hard to talk about being sold because we don't know if FSG have got something already done. We don't know if they are planning on doing it this season, next season. If they are going to do it in two years' time, Mark, they have to spend because they have to keep Liverpool as good as they can so they can sell Liverpool for the most money they can. I would only assume as a non-football club owner that the difference of a team being in top four and 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 let's say eighth, that's got to be a big difference when it comes to value. That could be the difference of set, the club was valued at four and a half billion by FSG. That could be the difference of four and a half billion to four billion, which still a lot of money. Half a mi- but still, I still think that's something that FSG will take into consideration because they're not just going to sell Liverpool and go off into the sunset. They've got future investments that they want to make and they want to keep it ticking over. And I think to keep Liverpool at the top, unless they sell Liverpool right now, which, yes, Mark, probably means we might not get any January signings. And therefore, that means we're going to have to wait for the next owners to come in, invest the money, and then we have like a big summer, let's say. But... If they're selling them in a couple of years' time, they have to spend, they have to go out in January and look at the options. And, you know, that's why I just think 
if you said to me right now, will FSG spend? I think they have to. I just don't think they're going to spend as much as the fans would like. I don't think it's going to be a big name that comes in January. Just someone to help out, help out that squad. I'd be outstanding if we never brought in a midfielder with the Arthur injury. Oxlade is going to be leaving. Milner's going to be leaving. Kate is going to be leaving. Well, there have been the rumours. I think that would make a lot of sense if they'd left as well, to be honest with you. And that's why we need to bring in new recruitment because we've got Curtis Jones, who's just signed a new long-term contract. By the way, what do you think about that? I'm okay with it because we need options in midfield. And if we're going to be selling Keita, Ox and Thiago, sorry, not Thiago, Keita, Ox and Milner, probably Thiago soon, with the fact that he never fucking plays, then we need, we can't be selling all of them. So Keita's kind of has to stay, but he can't be a starter. That's why I can only see us going out in January and getting a midfielder. Not to mention Arthur's injury. That's four midfielders who were out, who were not available. And that's why we can't risk going into the rest of the season, tarnishing the chances of top four, just because we wanted to be, just because we thought we could do it with what we've got. Confirm top four, guarantee it, and just get someone in who's going to be that temporary option who can take us over because we're not going to be able to get a Jude or a big player in um, in January, let's just say that. Um, Tyler Adams, Aronson is going to be a baller. Yeah, Leeds have been getting a few of those American ballers, haven't they? Uh, shout out to Lewis Hull. Top three places prediction for the World Cup. I'm going to say Argentina. No, I'm going to go Brazil. Brazil. Argentina, and then Germany. Germany! Um, Ed says, to keep its worth, got to keep proving it's worth the price. Yeah, true, Ed. Um, Shankly says, thoughts on Nunes. I gave me thoughts on Nunes earlier. Like Nunes. Nunes is sound. Very passionate motherfucker. Um, and I like that. I like someone who just goes for it, doesn't speak a word of English, scores goals, um, and he has a belt of personality. That's been my favourite thing about Nunes so far. I just like how passionate he is. I think when he comes on the pitch, he just oozes that energy and the, the, he, he does boost the atmosphere, which I'll be honest with you, as a fan who is an avid goer to the Anfield games, I'm fine with that. I am down with that wholeheartedly. Jacob, what does that comment say? Oh, the old Michael Ashley. So we are. Hey, we spent money on Arthur. I see it now. Them you announced on sale before buying Windows. Maybe you can't compare FSG to Mike Edwards, uh, Mike Ashley. Sorry, much different levels on the scale. Uh, levels on the scale. And let's be honest, FSG have done a lot more for Liverpool than what Mike. And this is someone who's not a big fan of FSG. He's they've done a lot more for this club than what he did for that club. Uh, Mike Ashley was a terrible owner and it's because he never only invested, he just did not align with any culture that Newcastle had to offer. And when I say FSG don't align with the culture of what Liverpool have to offer, I talk about the ticket prices, I talk about trying to get Liverpool um, copyrighted, I talk about... um, on top of it, I talk about it. What else do I mention? I always talk about the Super League as the main thing and why wouldn't they want to try and create that again if they really cared about the integrity of football and the club. And that's my thing with FSG, to compare them to Mike Ashley for me is a little bit crazy. I'm not going to lie, but I, I sort of see where you're saying there, Mark. But yeah, Arthur was Arthur was very much let a plaster on a wound that's massive and it just weren't a good enough plaster and now we need someone much better and I agree I think Arthur was just the easy way out but financially it was definitely the most viable thing for the team with the fact that we still hadn't got rid of Ox, Cater, Milner but if you knew you were getting rid of those players I suppose you could um, I suppose you could afford to bring someone in but hey 
I'm not the guy who pays the wages. Um, Argentina. Argentina just lost to Saudi Arabia. Might need to pick top three. <laughs> Did Argentina just lose to Saudi Arabia? Shout out to Saudi Arabia, man. The fucking belter team of football. Shout out to Saudi Arabia getting all the fucking the, the upsets in the World Cup. That's brilliant. Well done, sir. If there's any Saudi Arabia fans, which I don't know why you'd be tuning in on a Liverpool channel when your team's just got the biggest upset, probably in your World Cup history, but... Well done to you, because that's dead boss. Um, and that's great. And that's why I love the World Cup. I wish I watched that game. That would have been an amazing moment seeing full time. Uh, what's the next comment, Jacob? Should Firmino get a new contract? Get a new contract? Um, not a two-year... Mm, he should get a new contract, not a two-year contract. I think a year extension with a year option. So, yeah, what I mean is he's got the rest of this season... Give him next year and give him an option to um, to extend another year. Instead, they've done two years and extend another year as an option. So I just think that's a bit too long. But it, do you know what? I don't hate it. I don't hate it. You don't have to be perfect, Liverpool. You don't have to do exactly what I'd want you to do. Um, I'm just happy we got him on a new contract because, again, we're going to be seeing a lot, a lot of players go. Firmino's one of the loyal stays. He's one of the legends. He's, yeah, you've got to keep Firmino, in my opinion, wholeheartedly. Um, what's that next one? Big up, James, bro. Uh, do you think Messi fans are crying right now? As a Messi fan? A little bit. A little bit. I don't like Messi losing. I'm not going to lie. Besides against us. He can fucking lose all day against us all he wants. But I like Messi. And I really want him to win the World Cup, especially above Ronaldo. Especially above Ronaldo. It's just because if Ronaldo wins the World Cup and Messi doesn't, Ronaldo fans will have such great ammo to suggest that Ronaldo is a, is a more historic figure than Lionel Messi, which is not true at all. And he's certainly not a better footballer than Lionel Messi. I'm surprised that's ever a conversation. One gets goals, one's a much better all-rounder player. Both are great at their own things. It's just annoying that you have to compare them because... To make a point across, this is a thing that humans do. To get your point across, you've got to diminish the opposing's point of view. You've got to diminish their point. Even though you're not trying to say their point's shit and they don't know what they're talking about, whatever have you. It's just, you've got to make them sound shit. And that's why people think that I don't like Ronaldo, which is not the case at all. I do like Ronaldo. I think he's great. I think he is literally like the LeBron James of football or... The, the, I don't know, like, whatever you want, the MJ football, whatever you want to say, I don't care. Whatever suits your fucking boat and whatever. I, I just, I suggest Messi's better and that's factual. And I, I am so surprised to this day that that's still a conversation. Um, what? Speaking of Ronaldo, what do you think of the Ronaldo interview? Ah, okay. So the Goodall Ronald interview. I, I think, I think it was bad. I don't think it's ideal for him. I don't think it's a good example to set. He exposed the owners to a degree. Not really, though. He never he never told the United fans anything they didn't know already. So it was hard for the United fans to be like, oh, Ronaldo's on our side. He wants Glazers out. And he's doing it at a, the complete wrong time. Like, United are playing the best football that they've played in years, which is obviously not that much of an achievement because they're still fifth and they've been shit in recent years. But I still do believe that at Ten Hag is is going to build something decent there. I think he started that process quite well. I would, I, yeah, I would suggest that it was wrong. Um, the only reason why I'm a little bit on the fence about it 
is because I'm sure there's things that United have done that seedy. I think they've told Ronaldo when he's came back, you're going to be the star of this club. And when you tell someone something and don't fulfil that, that is going to cause disconnect because you've broke a promise. And that's where I can understand Ronaldo's frustration. Now, does that still take away that he could just be deluded and thinks that he's better than what he actually is? Now, very, very possible. But statistics is the main thing in football nowadays. I don't listen to it, but the fans do. And because the reason why Ronaldo has got half a billion followers on Instagram, and the reason why he's the most well-known footballer in the world is on the premise that he's got the numbers, he's got the records. He said to himself, I don't follow the records the records just follow me and that's great that's brilliant and he, he definitely uses those records to nullify how shit he might be now but if you've been told by a club or an employer i'm going to give you this 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 and this this is going to be your role in this setup that we're trying to and you don't get that fulfilled i can understand frustration so I can understand if united haven't filled their obligations to fulfill ronaldo's needs then why would Ronaldo do the same thing? If any, and if you're breaking rules, why can't he break rules and go on an interview? You get you get what I mean? But I think there's probably a little bit of, you know, two sides to the story. United have done a few things dodgy. Ronaldo just needs to realise he's not that guy no more. And I think he would have been much better off accepting he's not that guy. Being a part of whatever United is right now. Try and win a trophy at your time there. Even if it's a League Cup, just leave on that positive note with the fans and then go in your next adventure, you know. When you didn't leave in the summer, that's when you committed to United Football Club for the remainder of the season. But it's evident that he's not happy with the way he's being treated and and United don't want him no more. Therefore, he's pushing a move out the club. Uh, Can you get that next comment up as well, Jacob? Uh, Jamie Jamie I don't get why some people call me Jamie I don't mind it just makes no goddamn sense because no one's ever called me Jamie Uh, besides like the people on YouTube and whatnot Jamie plus I have been supporting you since 2017 since that man is the best player in the world big up yourself Noah Um, and you make me get through my mental health Uh, and plus I am a gooner Noah that's boss Um, myself I was telling Jacob just before we started I've had a crazy few weeks when it comes to mental health and I don't know I've had this sort of thing over the past year where I think like if you have two arms two legs you can get up and you can you can at least give yourself the best possible chance of happiness which is going out and doing the things that's going to make you happy training more getting out there and doing the work that you need to do and it's not about it being easy but it's about when you do sit down at eight o'clock nine o'clock and you're like fucking hell that was a hard day but you get that sort of boost of adrenaline because you've done things you didn't want to do i think the constant amount of getting into positions or situations that are uncomfortable is what combats poor mental health mostly. And it's what I encourage, but sometimes even I don't do it perfectly, Noah. And that's why I, like you, tune into some of my favorite content creators and try and get that temporary release that doesn't require me to get up and do a bunch of fucking sit-ups, you know what I mean? I, I like that temporary release and I'm just glad over here on the Cop TV, me, Ruby, Alex can do that for you. And Noah, you said that you're a fan of, uh, since 2017 i would assume you subscribe to james redmond tv otherwise you're a liar but um, nah, genuinely no i think it's boss that you tune into my channel and um, that makes me feel better about myself it makes me think that i'm doing something right so the fact that you're tuning in saying stuff like that only means i want to encourage you to do well and not just because you're saying nice things to me it's just because i want to see loads of people doing well a lot of people don't hit the potential that they have the potential to hit and it's a shame based on the limits that are set in this world but they can be exceeded they can be beat 
So no, I keep going, my mate, and I'm sure that you're going to absolutely smash it. Uh, what's that next comment from? Good Al Stanley Poo. Um, Shankly, sorry, I keep seeing it as Stanley from here. Uh, Mane was robbed of the Ballon d'Or. Eh, he wasn't. He wasn't. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I love Mane. And he deserves second, but he never deserved first. Um, Benzema was definitely the winner of that Ballon d'Or, no doubt. Salah could have had a shout if um, if he actually carried on being boss. Never carried on being boss whatsoever. So there you go. What's the next comment? LFC rejected Ronaldo, who was an admirer of LFC, but we wouldn't pay twelve million for him. Uh, so. Went to whiskey nose. Uh, went to whiskey nose instead. Uh, the rest is history. Yeah, it is a question. Would Ronaldo, if that is true, would Ronaldo have had as good as a career if he went to Liverpool opposed to United? I think it would have been similar, uh, but I don't think I don't, I don't think it would have been significant. Is what I will say. I don't think it would have been significant in um, an aspect of really improving us, if that makes sense. But uh, obviously, at the time. It would have improved us. I mean, I don't know how much it would have improved his career and his chances of being sucks. Like, would have he has won as many Premier Leagues while he was at United at Liverpool? Probably not, because we never had as good as a team as Man United. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, in right, Rory, the living legends at the studio. Rory is a living legend. I love myself a bit of Rory and I can't wait to see him when the games are back. He's a fucking hero. Um, and he makes my my life like very happy when I see him on the fan cams and I watch them. Go and tune into the Rory fan cams if you haven't already. Um, guys, we've literally got like two minutes left. So if you've got any questions that you want to get in before we round up the stream, definitely do that. Want to remind you with the sponsorship of this podcast, which is Flux. So go in the... Um, description down below click the link get yourself some beautiful club like this hat you can get yourself some shirts shorts trackies whatever the fuck you need during these winterish colderish christmasy times uh, also a gift if you want to get a gift for people go for that or you can go for foco which is our other sponsor as well um, it looks like we're getting no questions i try to talk and ramble to see if we could get a few questions jacob do you have any questions for me not particularly. Not even. Not even like how me me days been or I mean, any anything. It is limited to how me day could have been. I'll be honest. Me day's been very, 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 very average, but much better since I came in here. You feel me? After this, I am going to be uh, going home. I'm going to be planning the videos that I'm going to be posting tomorrow because I'm returning to my channel tomorrow after the. I post between, well, since I kept coming back to YouTube, between about seven and ten videos. So now we're going to be going back tomorrow. Every week. Every week. Lads, I'm, I'm a bad motherfucker. When I'm when I'm on form in YouTube, I'm a serious, serious man. Um, last couple of comments. Look at us getting a few comments as we're about to leave, Jacob. Let me get through these dead, dead quick because we have to wrap up in a sec. James, mate. Um, as an Arsenal fan, when Liverpool were crap, like how Arsenal have been crap, did you generally hate football? It, no, because I love Liverpool. I love the culture. I will always support my club through the good and the bad times. And I think the bad times set up the really, really good times. So when you go through such a long period of shitness and then you just get some good football, that's boss. Because you're like, whoa, this is proper difference. And I've went through years and years and years of finishing eighth and shit like that. But then you get back to the top. Arsenal have got a whole nother group, era of fan base that haven't seen their team be successful. So I think the bad times set you up for the good ones and the same in life. The good the good moments wouldn't be as good without the bad times. If we were just winning leagues year in, year out, 
you get used to it eventually. It'd still be nice, but you get used to it. And now I think when you do get one every couple of years, or hopefully we don't do 30 years again, please don't do that, Liverpool. But I, I just think it's good to to compete. I, I think football's about competing and Arsenal are now back there. Um, Mark says, how do you feel about Molly McCann getting beat? Devold, dead quick on that. I just thought the UFC gave it a very high caliber opponent. Not that Molly couldn't beat her. I just think if it got to the ground, it was going to be a mismatch. Uh, but Molly's a keen motherfucker. She'll fight anybody. She'll be back. She's a huge star. I just think if you gave her the right stylistic matchup, she'd have been two fights away from a title fight. That's the way I saw it. They could have done a really good business thing there, but get her on the London cards. People are going to be buzzing, including my fucking self, because she... In my opinion, probably one of the more entertaining female fighters in the UFC. Um, why are you talking about the Prem now? Uh, I'm not talking about the Prem. Oh, I, I don't know why I was talking about the Prem. It's a fucking football show, so I can talk about what I want. Um, afternoon, Red. Shout out to Antico. Um, Saudi. Uh, talk about the World Cup, mate. I've talked about the fucking World Cup, so if you're unwind, then you can do that. Guys! Oh, what a show. What a show. Did they do a good job? That was proper solo. That was like Coutinho back in the day, carrying Liverpool. You know what I mean? Me back is killing me. But guys, go um, Cop TV, 15% flux. Uh, Foco, get loads of toys, ornaments, Liverpool-related stuff. Christmas is around the corner. Let's have a cheers. Smash a like on this video. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. And keep an eye out on this channel, my channel, James Redman TV. There's some more juicy content. And on that note, me and good RJ Hup, we'll see you all later thanks for watching the video guys remember to like comment and subscribe to the cop tv the voice of football's most famous stands for a lot more liverpool content remember to check out our shopify store for this beauty and much more it's the new luchito's way diaz t-shirt based on luis diaz and carlito's way it's out now designed by ruby and there's going to be so many more there is make sure you're involved go and buy this now and use the cop tv 15 for a little discount if you want Liverpool fans, listen up. This is something for you. So, we are sponsored by Foco. Um, manufacturing much better toys than what Liverpool are. Performances at the moment. But as you can see, if you want to support your team in a very fun and glorious way by having these cool little ornaments and toys, or if you have a family member or friends who are Liverpool crazy, this is the perfect gift for them. Water bottles, nodding heads, dogs. We've got it all. Jürgen lad, next to me bed. Make sure to use the link in the description now. Head over to FOCO and use the COP TV discount code to get 15% off. You can't go wrong. You need FOCO in your life. Sports Social Podcast Network.